Welcome into the Grasscutter Social Club, a social club for the everyman. If you've ever wondered what three average guys and maybe that other random dude are buzzing about after the lawns are all mowed, this is the spot for you. Now here are your hosts, Branko, Burl, and Ron. All right, boys, here we go. Episode three, we got Branks and Ron, of course, holding it down with me tonight and then coming in hot. Mark, new daddy Mark. How you doing, Mark? Oh, great, guys. Thanks a lot. You know, big fan, longtime listener of the podcast here, guys. I mean, when Ryan reached out, I just got so excited to be here and then just talk about all the great things that the Grass Cutters has been doing. Well, that. All that charitable work we've been doing, eh? You don't have to lie straight to our faces, Mark. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm having trouble keeping up with the lawn, so I was hoping that I could get a grass cutting out of this uh, out of this participation, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh shit! I was going to ask that. Eh? Anybody cut their lawn yet? I was curious. Oh, I've been putting it off. I I hate cutting it before all the dandelions pop, <laughs> so I've been carving the dandelions out. And then uh, I'll probably cut it uh, tomorrow. Oh probably yes, tomorrow. yes, you're off. You got, you just got your days free to cut your lawn. Must be nice. Oh yeah, nice, nice time for some yard maintenance. Must be nice. How are you off, Ryan? Are you, are you done? I'm off till September. Yeah, life of a teacher. What? How come? And uh, sexual harassment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on uh, I'm on paternity leave, so the way Megan uh, oh right, the way right. Megan worked her uh, vacation, she accumulated a bunch of vacation, so she's actually taken all that in the summertime, and I was able to take steal a bunch of weeks from her, and and I've been off since Easter weekend, so it's uh it's a real life of luxury over here. I got to get the pool open and and basically just start collecting checks sitting by the <laughs> sitting by the oasis. Even better, come over and cut my lawn when one of those days that you're off there, right? Because the grass is real long over here. Oh, yeah. God, I expect you to get way better at golf, Ryan, with that much time. I was telling Logan I want to try and get 20, 20 rounds in before August, or 20, 20, at least nines. Go out for a quick nine. Before August? Before that August, should be cake yeah. with You don't have a job. You don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. There's nothing holding me back. No, God, no. Although, are, are your kids with you at home still? Yeah, the family. <laughs> uh, so we've got Rhodey at home, and then we okay. kept we kept Oliver in daycare just because it's so good for him, and he just for, he just loves it. So, um, okay, we're, okay. we're gonna pull him probably once a week, and then we're planning a couple little vacations that uh, that we're all gonna duck out on. So, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be really nice. Big Ron, what was on the menu tonight? Oh, uh, Jess had a massage this evening, so I had to kind of come up with something a little quick. So I had a uh, soup, frozen soup, and then a little trick to kind of turn it into like a little hamburger helper. I just threw in some egg noodles when it was just about done at the end and made a nice little mm. egg noodle, you know, soupy thing. Anyway, kids love it. It's not bad. That's yeah. a solid dad move right there, Ron. Nice. That is a good little tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in truth, they were like, ah, oh, soup again, you know? Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> so you threw some it's ramen noodles, noodles in there, save a couple bucks, and yeah. turn it into yeah. a whole new dish. Yeah. 
That's right. Oliver ate his first sandwich tonight. I was <laughs> buzzing because I'm a big sandwich. What was in there? Sandwich. And so we did. Uh, oh, we did BLTs. Oh, so, God. yeah, wow. was, yeah, yeah. It's a grown-up and, sandwich uh, for him. Well, well, no, we give it to him deconstructed, right? Little bacon, little bread, and cucumbers instead of the tomatoes and the lettuce. And he kept asking what we were eating, and then we just built him a little sandy, and he put the whole thing back, and he never eat stuff together i don't know if your kids are like that they they won't eat stuff when it's touched other things but man he put that sandwich back and i was just buzzing that's sweet man yeah. it always surprises you how many teeth you got now? got a full mouth oh he's got a full mouth he's got a full mouth okay gum and everything but uh okay but yeah i have to ask because my my kids took forever to get all their teeth Rody's taking like, a long time like Lin, lindy's six and you know she's only lost one tooth so far and Evelyn's only lost two. Am Holy I... cow. Anyway. Yeah. They're holding on to those two. Frank's buddy, how's your neck feeling? It's getting better, man. It, it's taken a long time. I finally went to see a physio. And that's been like a much better choice than like a massage therapist. Not that the massage therapist made it worse. But I guess it's like a, just like a neck strain. Kind of right at the top. Basically, the way they were explaining it is it's like... A, all your neck uh, vertebrae are the C's, like uh, the letter C, and the top one, the C1, is the one that like kind of enables you to turn your head and that, that those first two vertebrae, like that, it's called a facet joint, like the part in between. Like I just strained it and basically the way she, like the physio person explained it to me, it's sort of like if you couldn't move your elbow if it was stuck, like you wouldn't massage the elbow, you would massage the muscles around it. So I'm just like doing this one <laughs> hilarious exercise uh, with, with like a towel, like a rolled up towel around my neck. And you just kind of have to like, like use one hand to pull it across to kind of like stretch your neck, essentially. It sucks. It really does suck. It's been like almost three weeks now and I'm still like it's still like pretty long i go to a chiropractor man i don't know go to a chiropractor again like it's like that episode of seinfeld when kramer like cracks someone's <laughs> neck for the bike <laughs> on the couch <laughs> with pain will come pleasure baby yeah. honestly i i don't know how much i guess mark you've been to cairo but i'm just kind of a bit scared of it because of all the adjusting and just how it just seems like not so straightforward like a massage or physio like like they're actually like torquing stuff and cracking and like i'm just a little bit like afraid of it um but i know people swear by it too i don't know what you guys experience has been oh it's money they're uh they're not used to bones as big as yours either I think. <laughs> <So>. custom table <laughs> at the cairo place <laughs> i've seen a video with shaq getting adjustments and if they can do it on shaq they can do it on True. oh yeah just take you to my garage and throw you on a trash can like that Simpsons episode. <laughs> Mark, you've had a you've had positive experience with those guys? Yeah, yeah. I've been going to a chiropractor for like a decade. Okay. I don't go that often anymore, like just maybe once every two, three weeks. All right. But I love it. Yeah, okay, I okay. It. it worked for me. I mean it it's freaky at first, especially the neck stuff, because they really they really crank it hard and you're like, what's going on here? But after you get used to it, it's it's like, imagine if you ever had a sore neck from sleeping or whatever, it just goes away. You, if you go to a chiropractor regularly, they just, 
stiff necks are not a thing. Okay, but well, that's exactly just what I have. Work it out for you. My, my literally, yeah. I was like Frankenstein, Mark. Like the two weeks ago, I was like so stiff I couldn't turn. I had the the worst night of sleep. Anyways, I don't have to like kind of revisit that, but it was it's the worst I've ever had. I've never like you'll have like one that's like a day or two and it kind of goes away. But this thing's been legit, like making me suffer. I can't do I can't do anything like anything other than walk at a nominal rate. Was this like a an injury or was this like a regular like we were getting old and you just woke up injured and you're like what's going on? No, no, I was carrying a bunch of stuff at the airport from when we were traveling with Noah coming back from Florida. And Kaylin just gave me a backpack. And when I put it on, the straps were kind of too tight. And it just kind of tugged on my, like, neck muscle or whatever. I just didn't think it would get so bad. I don't know. We're just getting old. Crazy. Getting old and broken down. Necks, man. Watch your necks. <laughs> you know, protect your neck, man. Protect your neck. Shout out to the Wu-Tang clan. <laughs> Should we get into this? Yeah, hell we, yeah. Uh, we're going we're gonna to kick off, I think, with um, a Would You Rather. Okay. Ron, Ronnie, baby, do you want to kick this off, or do you want me to to keep trying? To oh, sure. Up? Yeah. Well, I mean, Go we got a few it. here. Yeah, yeah. We got a few here we could chat through. Um, the first one, you know, baseball. Our men's league season starts tomorrow night. Baseball is on my mind, but here's a for this. Would you rather? It's neither such a situation is good, but it's a home run. Hit out by the opposite team. You know, the classic, got to throw the ball back. People around you are heckling you to throw the ball back. You caught it in the stands. You're at the Rogers Center. And you have two options. A, you whip it back, showing off that cannon arm so well that it actually hits Bo Bichette <laughs> on the fly. So he's not injured. He's not injured for this would you rather. but. Maybe you get kicked out of the game and, and people are upset. So that's situation A. Or situation B, the complete opposite. You go to throw it back. Everyone's chanting you up. Throw it back. Throw it. You throw it back and it's just a, a, the most pathetic throw that anyone's ever seen. Barely doesn't even reach the outfielder standing out there. He turns around, looks at you, wondering if a child threw it from the outfield. <laughs> So you've got these two options before you. I don't know which one you'd take. Both situations incorporate a walk of shame. There's there's shame involved in both. <laughs> I'd noodle arm it. Really? I mean, honestly, half the people there aren't even going to know who threw it. They're going to see the ball land on the field. Yeah, he threw it back. Yeah, look at me. I'm so great. I'm cheering for this guy. Then there'll be a couple people around you that'll be like, oh, that guy kind of noodled it like a loser. <laughs> and they'll boo you, but they'll be it'll be drowned out by all the cheers of somebody throwing the baseball back. Yeah, the I crowd guess. might just get behind you just for just for ditching the ball and throwing. What it about back. the what about the immortality of being the guy that threw it back over three hundred feet, striking Bo Bichette in the leg? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm I'm doing that. I'm game for that. I'll, <laughs> I'll go. I, I don't have an arm for that. I wouldn't make it anyway. So. Like, is there is is there a clink at uh, at Roger Center? Like, do they throw you in the clink, or they just like chuck you to the curb? See, I don't like, know. A... I don't know if they could throw you in in the in the stadium jail for that. I mean, even if you wanted to hit him, the chances of pulling that. Up, I mean, it's yeah, just they nasty. just kick you out of the game. I think the security guard might be impressed. 
I also feel like the crowd no. would get on security. They'd have they'd have your back. That's right. Like, <laughs> have you seen the security at Rogers Center? There's no way these guys are finding you and like they're like they're out to watch, man. They're just, Hold on a second. They're like hired help, man. I mean, I would say they wouldn't find you, but there's that lunatic who threw the can at the Korean outfielder for the Orioles. <laughs> they tracked his ass down to Hamilton, which is so funny. And he freaking got like banned. So after the game, you know, after the game, right? They used yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man, there was like Zafruder films, you know, like that Kennedy film, like the slowed down version. Everybody was like analyzing and trying to figure out who is the person who threw it. Man, that guy, that guy got messed up. He kind of deserved yeah. it, though. Yeah, I mean, his basically. yeah. But this is different. This is different. This is in good taste. You just got a cannon for an arm. Yeah. Had to show yeah, up. I would definitely take hitting Bo Bichette because you'd be on highlight reels. You know, it comes up once a year top 10 list of like fans doing crazy shit they're not gonna put you on for kind of noodle arming it but if you throw it and hit your star short shortstop sure shit but so. yeah and you wouldn't be proud of it you'd react no god no appropriately but i don't know, want i don't want people thinking i don't have a rocket for an arm that's for sure so ron are you gonna step out and like submarine one <laughs> 35 feet or are you gonna you gonna wind back and unleash the big dog throw a 400 foot knuckleball and just have it like fizzle through the air Float, <laughs> floating around no i think i'd probably take uh, the cannon arm too to be honest the best are those those like experienced fans who bring a ball to the game and when they catch a game ball they switch it like have you seen that the yeah like they're really wily they're like come prepared i've seen that at a cubs game they catch like a home run ball and then they like throw back like a ball that they brought to the stadium with them by themselves just to keep the game ball i was like man that is yeah that is very very intelligent that, that's not your first wrigley field bleacher game if you throw no. that off yeah no yeah because is is wrigley the only park you're like you're expected if you're in those outfield bleachers if you get a ball from the opposite team at Wrigley, you got to throw that back. Like, how do you, you got here, it. here's a question, Ron, how do you explain, like you're at the game with your daughters, you're at Wrigley, special experience, home run ball from Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Brewers. How are you telling them that they have to throw that back? That's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe you just pretend you don't know them. And you just like, hey, you gotta throw it back. <laughs> and then when they don't do it, but then you're secretly proud of them afterwards for holding on to it. I'm not sure. It's. Uh... I mean, I I get when you like involve like kids, you want to give them the ball. There's a different element there, but like, what do these people care about these balls anyways? What was the game we were at, Ron? Where it's Houston, right? Where Jose Bautista hit that home run like four rows behind us, and. You offered that kid like $200 for the ball. I don't even know if you were serious. And the kid wouldn't take the money for the ball. And that ball, he probably took it home and the next day woke up and realized Jamie did. This Jamie means did. nothing. Yeah. This is a home run yeah. from Jose Bautista at a nothing game in Houston. Yeah. And now I just have this ball here that I can tell a story that I landed in my seat. Like so, what? I would have taken the two hundred dollars. Like, yeah, get a major league baseball any anywhere. Like, and we were all in our days. That's true. Jamie really buttered him up too, but uh, that kid held strong. Yeah. And that loser, he should have thrown that ball back. Kid's an idiot. <laughs> Shouldn't even have kept that ball. 
Actually, yeah, good point. So yeah, it was an, oh yeah, well, it's Houston, so yeah, they're cheaters. They are, they are cheaters. Well, not not consensus on that one, but uh, all right, maybe maybe we'll get to the, some consensus here on this next one. So, would you rather? And both of these are in front of big crowds, by the way. Would you rather bowl a three hundred game or make a hole in one? The crowd, the crowd is a nice. That's a nice uh, caveat. That that's really gonna make this a tough one. What kind of crowd, though? Like, are you are you at the bowling lanes and like the old timers league is watching you bowl the three hundred game, or yeah. and or are you like you know like what kind of crowd, right? I mean, like you like you're crowd, there like... for Steve's birthday party, like a good crowd, but then the alley is also pretty full, and then like people are coming over. You know, seven frames, eight frames. By the tenth frame, there's maybe a hundred people. I'm sure the whole place is stopped. Yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. They're setting off alarm bells if somebody's in the tenth frame of a potentially perfect game. So I'm gonna expose what a loser I am right now. And back when I I bowled five pin, I got eight strikes in, and the alley was like shut down there was nobody was bowling anymore everybody was standing around just how old were you i was 14 13 14 (laughs) and like five pin scores differently so i ended up with a 397 but i think i broke it in the ninth and your hands are so sweaty you're gripping the ball too tight Right, like it's just, uh, yeah, the nerves get to you. It's, you gotta, you gotta be a pretty cool, cool customer to to do a a three hundred. So I'm I'm taking that one, just because technically, like you know, you can get lucky for a half a game, but you can't get lucky after five, after five frames. You got to finish it off, and mm-hmm. that's a good point, right? You can kind of get on that high for a while when you're bowling that game. Not to say that hitting a hole in one is easy by any means, but it's one shot and then you get it, it's over. I mean, you could be bowling a 300 game for like an hour, <laughs> having a great old time, building the crowd. I don't know, that's a tough one. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, uh, When we did the production meeting, I was definitely on the hole in one side, but I, after thinking about it, I've definitely changed my mind to the 300 game because you could shoot 120 and still get a hole in one just luckily or some bounce and then bowling like like you were saying ryan it's the the monotony of the repetition of the thing you're trying to do and then there's like you know somebody's bowling in between your turn and like you're just trying to do the same thing over and over and to do the same thing what is it 12 times for 300 yeah 12 times is it 12 strikes yeah. yeah yeah 12 strikes and like to throw it the same way to hit that same like you know, one three pocket or whatever it is, it's hard. And we've bowled a lot back in the day. We, we used to roll a lot. And I would remember times where you kind of get on a heater, but like 12 just seems impossible. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I'd take the 300 game too, just for that build up, the anticipation of it. Although if you hit a, if you hit a shot into a, like a long par three and the ball rolled up to the hole, that would be pretty sweet too, to see it just at that last moment. I did see 
from like 150 yards once. Logan had one of those, and that was pretty sweet. The first time it had ever happened to me in my life was last year, and it happened twice in one weekend. And the first one was like 60 yards, but the one that I got in from like 120 was just the most egregious amount of luck I've ever seen. It like hit a mound and then just rolled like maybe 70 feet, like, and it hit the pin. And the odds of it like rolling across the entire green and hitting four and a half inch cup. Like, I remember seeing it, I was like, oh, that'll be nice and like closed or I'll have a birdie putt, but you don't expect it to go in. So like the notion that, you know, anybody can other than professionals, I guess, with like some frequency, like it, it, it like it's possible, but unlikely, <laughs> highly unlikely. See, that may have changed my mind. See, I suck at golf. So I, I think for me, I was going to say uh, hitting a hole in one would be that much more insane because I'm awful at golf. But the fact that Branco, who's a like you, you've hit two hole in ones, you probably never bowl a 300 game. No, 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 not not hole in ones. Not hole in ones. Like I hold out from the fairway, which counts as much as a hole in one, but it's not a hole. I was going to say, wait a minute, you've hit two hole in ones. Like that just devalues that whole category. (laughs) No, man. If I got a hole in one, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let anybody not know about it. Every time we talk about golf, I'd be bringing it up. Like I just. (laughs) Have any of you ever seen one? Yeah. Been uh, been on there. You have seen one, Brex? An incredible one. I think it was the first year we moved here. I was playing with two guys that I had met through like just playing at the golf course. And it was like a legit one. It was like 196 yards, six iron, which is like a big boy shot. And it hit past the flag and just like rolled back into the hole, maybe three feet. He didn't even play that good. Again, like he shot a mid eighties round, but the hole in one, it was like the legit of a thing as I'd ever seen. And you can't believe it. Like the ball is so small from that far away. That like the only reason we knew it went in is because there was like a T block kind of to the right of the green, and one of the guys was like running down the T block. He was like, "Holy shit, that went in! That went in!" <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's why this is it is so impressive. Like God, as we're talking about it, I'm still waffling because like it's like you said, Branks. It's a four and a half inch cup. It's an inch and a half wide ball. Yeah, and you're 200 yards or 180 yards from it, like. The chances, like, I don't think I could throw, you couldn't throw it <laughs> into the But you can, you can luck into a 300. You can luck into a hole-in-one. Like, yes. I've seen yeah, lots yeah. of bad players hit good golf shots and then whatever, but you just can't actually, like, we know some of our friends who, friends who bowl who haven't gotten better ever. And, like, I can't imagine them bowling 300 ever just because it's, like, it's just not in there. <laughs> it's just not in there you know like skill level i guess yeah the luck runs out at some point yeah exactly i'd love to see a hole in one at the river bender from anybody i think yeah the back nine the river bender oh god everybody's pretty well into the spot that'd be pretty nice <laughs> yeah even even just a, a hole out oh yeah just a hole out just the way that gallery sits up above the 18th green and then there's that little bit of water just before the green like the hole out from like 100 yards at that hole that's a that's a straight run into the jock river with all your clothes on like for sure (laughs) you'd see how excited everybody gets when somebody like chips yeah like people lose like everybody loses their minds because we're all (laughs) hammered by like hole number three if somebody hit a hole in one like we'd collect the entire 
10 teams on that on that green. everybody's cheating too so you know it's legit yeah that's true you'd have to go and you'd have to really double check <laughs> there's a lot of cheating in that tournament for sure so so much cheating he- heavy cheating heavy cheating well uh maybe one more here this is pretty good i got i got a, we got a couple on the list but maybe we'll win with this one i'll let i'll let you decide ryan but uh okay S- scenario a would you rather be a Leafs fan, obnoxiously telling all your friends and family that this is their year, day in, day out, every day of the Stanley Cup playoffs, or B, you accidentally shart yourself at work in the morning without a change of underwear? <laughs> Why would you have a change of underwear? There's just no out. There's no escaping it. You're stuck, that doesn't you're make stuck any sense. Well, maybe a bike in. <laughs> Don't have it. Good. Totally. All right. There's no out. Right, yeah. Well, you can throw the underwear out. Of yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean that 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 makes that pretty attractive. It's no, another I tough mean, situation. You just go commando for the rest of the day. There's really no good situation. I'm, I'm waffling again. Like I don't to be a Leafs fan and to say like in September and October, it's like it's just it's a it's a tragedy when you hear it because you know it's not. And the thing is, is they're so loud about it. They're so sure. And gosh, it's, I was talking to Nikki uh, the other day and he was so excited to get Florida instead of Boston. And Florida is beating their brains out. (laughs) It's not going well for these boys. Yeah. I mean, this is living out right now in real time, right? I mean, Leafs fans, they won round one and they're losing their money yeah. this is our year we're gonna take it now i mean i know my brother was saying i uh, talking to him he lives in toronto there and he's saying oh yeah i saw everybody in the neighborhood's lighting off fireworks for a round one win this is like the the whole timmy the trumpet thing like you guys gotta chill out man you're ruining you're just putting a <laughs> jinx on the entire thing yeah, that timmy the trumpet thing is the best jerry seinfeld coming out <laughs> and just like just i mean just eviscerating him just for for them putting that guy out all the time they haven't wanted anything (laughs) a couple weeks of that months of that or just one day one day with an accidental shirt yeah i do the shirt for sure just sneak off to the bathroom somehow slip off your your trousers slip off your undies just yeah. sneak them out and put them in the yeah. bat or like yeah. the, the garbage or I don't even know where you fucking hide them and just go home just go home I got a closed door office I mean I and it's close to yeah. the bathroom so I mean I'm good I, I got two outs it closes you literally would have to probably pull you'd have to pull a hey I'm not feeling well guys <laughs> I gotta go home it's like I just I, I just I don't have it in me today <laughs> just go home yeah and realistically it's not a full day there's lunch at some point you can you can duck out at lunch to an old navy or a walmart or wherever's nearby and salvage something to get through the rest of the day and i feel like even if somebody found out you did it they could let it slide but being a fucking obnoxious leaf fan that 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 stays with you for the rest of your life you can't you can't shake that we're literally losing we're losing listeners they're they're turning this shit yeah. off as, we, as we're talking here we don't <laughs> It's all fine. It'll happen one day. Hey, maybe this year. Maybe they'll pull it. Yeah. 
uh, Red Sox Yankees against all the odds, eh? down 3 0, turn it around. I hope it happens one the day. The Senators yeah. aren't any closer than they are, so we can't, we can't really. Yeah, but those guys, those, yeah. right. they're about to sell for a cool billion dollars. So here we go. Yeah, they're getting like double, yeah, double what they were like appraised at, which is crazy. Somebody thinks they're valuable. Every famous, every every famous person in North America. Yeah, the the weekend threw in his like, you know what that reminds me of? It's like, what's that Eddie Murphy? Like, hey, here's, yeah, I was working at the boutique on the weekend. Put that with the rest. Now we have three hundred million and seventy (laughs) dollars. Like weekends coming in, like, oh, I want to buy this. Like, get out. Come on, man! You got music money is not what it used to be. Like you, you can't buy no sports. That's franchise. so funny. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds really, really pumped up the momentum on people wanting to buy this uh, franchise. He should have done that a little quieter, but probably just drove up his own price, which is too bad. But all right, guys. Well, that was that was a great start to episode three. I think we're just gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll come right back with our second segment. Are you looking for an exciting new way to earn an extra few bucks? Are your days busy and evenings free after the kids are all tucked in the bed? If you've packed on an extra few pounds from a couple too many light beers, we are looking for you. This city's newest and most charming entertainment spectacle is searching for some new talent. Dad Bod's Gentleman Experience is now hiring. So come on down to Papa Bear's Hideaway and Cocktail Lounge. Show us how you can still cut a rug. Don't let this Dad Bod trend pass you by. For any interested bookings of Dad Bod's Gentleman Experience, please contact Gary at Papa Bear's Hideaway and Lounge. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about God grocery shopping because it can be now that we're all daddies. Now that we all got kids, the the jungle that's the grocery store uh, can be tough. Can be tough. So we're looking for tips and tricks and do's and don'ts. Um, I'll tell you right now. Even in my younger days, I can't go grocery shopping hungry. I I come home with like. A bag of all dressed chips, some pepperoni sticks, a vat of ice cream, and a dozen eggs. And Megan is furious that I've spent sixty dollars on on nothing that can sustain us for more than twenty four hours. So um, it's like a rule that I can't go grocery shopping hungry uh, in our house. But why don't you guys uh, take it from here? What What do you got for for grocery shopping? Or yeah, go ahead, Ron. No, I, I don't know if you're like me, Branks, but it's nice to start in the meat section. <laughs> kind of, I love to like those chances where you can go just to pick out something for that one day. <laughs> Sorry, Ron, I was lost. My you need that that beverage there that day of meat. <laughs> <laughs> that meat that's looking a little fuzzy and a little squirrely. Beeline to the to the meat section. <laughs> yeah, that that fifty percent off. No, because like when you're planning a meal, when you're planning a meal, like it's nice to you know start with the pick your meat and then. I find I have to zigzag across the store. Like I don't know if you guys got a solution for that or you guys do the same, but I find myself going all the way across the store or whatever. Okay, so Ron's not bringing his kids with him because it's a speed game when i've got the boys with me it's uh, oh i used to yeah 
Yes. Yeah. But you can still plop them in the top of the the yeah. grocery cart. Like that's nice. Like my kids just run off and they're just gone, you know, in the grocery store until I can wrangle them up. They're, you know, I don't know what they're doing. They're eating olives with their hands. No, they're not eating. Oh, olives. for sure, the olive buffet is a delicious <laughs> little stop for everybody. What? That happens? <laughs> yeah. Rex, you were going to say you had... You had a well, for, first of all, I wanted to know from you guys, like, are you guys, like, loyal to one store that's, like, the one that you go to, or are you kind of going to different ones? Because my approach has always been to learn one really well and then kind of have a system there. And then based on what's on the list, you know, like, I have kind of two approaches. One is, like, I have an, as much time as I kind of need, maybe an hour, if, if I really need it. And then I'll just kind of weave, do the weave, weave, go through each aisle, kind of start at the front, do the meat, do the produce, and then get into the aisles and just kind of pick pick away, like stuff that's on the list, maybe stuff that's not. And then there's like the more expedited version, which is like, I need to get in and grab these things. And you're just kind of like going to the spots, you know where those things are. And like you said, Ron, inevitably you like forgot something and you have to like zigzag across the store a few times, but like you're still kind of doing it quickly. Um, and and the, the knowledge of the store kind of helps with getting that done. So I wondered if you guys are always same store, same kind of routine, or you mix it up and like go to different stores for different things. Proximity is probably a big thing, right? I mean, yeah. You want to be somewhere re relatively close to your home. It's nice to have a home base. Yeah. Well, for me, like, and you were saying, Ryan, going hungry is definitely something that's constantly on my mind. And I think I've told you guys in many of our production meetings and otherwise, like the one I go to in, in Hamilton is a little bit farther than the one that's, that's super close to my place. But it's because it's got this like bakery. It's called Pane Fresco. It's got like hot food station it's sort of like a whole foods but just like maybe one notch down not as fancy but it also has like this pizza section and inevitably every time i walk in there i go get a slice of pizza for when i start my shopping i'm just and, and they make slab pizza it's not like the round wheel it's like like a big old roman style slab so i just always ask for a big corner piece with lots of um crust and just polish that to kind of get me on my way nice and nice and happy and level. And then, you know, I can start cruising, but it, I, I find it very therapeutic, like put on a podcast, like, you know, listen to whatever I like to listen to and, and, and cruise through. And I find a, I sort of find it Zen. I don't know if you guys find it relaxing exercise or is it always a little bit stressful trying to get, get Holy up? shit, Branko. That is the absolute could not be the polar opposite. <laughs> I fucking hate the grocery store. I'll, I'll be honest, my, my wife does 98% of the grocery shopping in this house. Cause like she, and, and she can't go with me either. Right. Like, it's like, I just get all stressed out and frustrated <laughs> at people just standing in the fucking aisle with their cart, like having a thought for a while. It's like, get out of the way. Like the, the aisles are not that wide, right? You, it, there's a flow, you know, you go up one way down the other. If you're going to stop, move over to the side. This is like, 
I don't see why people don't get this. This is society. Like, just get out of the way. Stopping in the middle, putting your cart horizontal across the aisle. This is not an acceptable practice in a grocery store. But that happens all the time. It drives me nuts. I hate it. So you're you're just it. not you're not feeling it. You're just rather let Emily do it, and you'll just pop in from time to time as like a substitute. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll I go kicking and screaming. Pretty much. Uh, LCBO is your move. You, you'll you'll do the liquor, right? Yeah. Oh, you you need to have a nice wine <laughs> for a Friday night dinner or something like that. You, I I got you. You know, I go get a nice wine yeah, for the yeah. vintages section. We're good to go. Uh, I'll spend hours in the liquor store. I don't care about that. That's awesome. In fact, that's probably one of the things that's made the grocery store better is that they now sell beer and wine. That's where I live. Yeah, true. I just go there. Like, yeah, yeah, you grab some stuff. I'll catch up with you. I just spend some time, pick out some beers, you know, it's nice. It's nice to have a place where you can get everything, right? Like sometimes I find myself going to like Whole, and a Whole Foods uh, farm boy because they have some like nice dips and like I like their potato buns for burgers there. But uh, I wish like one place just had everything and you wouldn't have to um, kind of like go to a different place to get uh, like a certain item. I was recently in the States and I found it impressive how they just have everything there. Like I was just blown away by the grocery stores down there, the Publix in Florida. Uh, impressive institution, I got to say. I wish we had something like that up here that just had everything. Publix with an X? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, I mean, but... for, for for me, like I, I automatically X a grocery store off if if the produce is bad twice in a row. Oh, okay. you guys have ever like if you like you check the produce as you're you're getting it right but if you get home and that cucumber's gone bad two days later or the clementines are shit or i i don't know i have a really hard time going back if i'm if i'm going to spend all that money on on fruits and vegetables and then it's bad and i'll always give it a second shot but like uh you guys know the metro across from the high school maryville high school on uh on maryville road there i i I will not buy produce from there. I just, and it's just sort of X'd off my list. So that's, mm. that's one of the standards I go by. And then one, one little tip that I do, cause I've been doing a ton of grocery shopping either with roads or with both boys lately, which is probably a huge mistake. That's a terrible idea to go with them cause they're ravaging animals. But I always stop uh, right away for, for something that I can feed them. So like I'll get like a box of wheat thins or a pint of blueberries or something because like I know inevitably as I'm snatching stuff and putting it in the cart, they're just they're tearing shit apart. And it's like, you know what, I'm going to open this quart of blueberries and just start feeding them to you to get through this last 15 minutes because it's going to be a long one if I don't start giving them something. Do you pay for that? Oh yeah. Do you like let the kids eat it down and then you just like, ah, I mean, not the olives, the olive bar is free. That's why it's nice that it's there. But uh... (laughs) I wanted to say with it, with respect to kids, Ryan, it's like, I don't know if you have the same approach, but for me, like going with my son, it's like, I know there's a potential of me getting nothing accomplished and you have to go in knowing that that's the case. So like, I'm not going with Noah hoping that I get like everything perfectly accomplished and everything on the list. Like I go thinking like, I'll get as much as I can. And if he starts like, you know, fidgeting or freaking out or not wanting to be there, 
like I'll just cut the cord and get out, you know? It's like a completely different mindset I go in with Noah with, but it's always impressive. Like you leave the cart? No, 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 like I'll go check out. Like, like you just- Like if he's just not feeling it, I'll just go straight to cash. And like, if I'm halfway through, I'll just check out and like kind of cut my, cut my losses at that point. But like, he's been good actually. Have you ever filled a cart? And, and then have you ever filled a cart and then just no no i haven't it? i haven't pieced yeah. on the cart tantrum just like you know what I'm out. he hasn't I'm been out. that bad pick him up like walk out he just usually wants to like chew on the stuff like he just wants everything i put in the top like he wants to like like handle you know he wants to play with it or like so i'll just give him like you know some of the package stuff that's plastic or like boxes and you'll just gnaw on it or do something with it and eventually you can see he's kind of like his patience is like waning and you just have to kind of like spotted it's a like sort of an yeah it's an experience thing and you're just like it's not worth like what this is potentially going to become and just like i'll come back another time <laughs> and get the rest but um yeah it's a deal with the devil i guess i i wondered if you guys kind of had the same approach where it's like i'll just do what i can or you're just like i'm not gonna even bother bringing my kids uh sometimes i bring the kids i like to bring uh, and now they're at an age where i always ask them and and more often yeah. than not, they tell me to buzz off in some way, shape, or form. So I just go by myself, which <laughs> is okay too. Like I'm not quite having a pizza and listening to my favorite podcast like you, Branks. That sounds amazing. That's a, that's a nice way uh, to do groceries. But I mean, it's it can still be a nice break every now yeah. and then. Uh, Ryan, for your with you on uh, Pat leave, that was some of my favorite grocery shopping. Like just being at the grocery store at like 10 a.m. on a Tuesday, <laughs> it's empty, and you're just taking your time, you know, maybe you got the kids with you, it doesn't matter, like it's the place is empty otherwise, and you're just taking your time, you know, you don't even know really what, what day it is, you're just in the moment, you know, whatever, I'm looking at this, looking at that, I really enjoyed that part of grocery shopping and not the not the rush, get in, get out, that's the worst, obviously, but yeah, hope you have something to do with that. That's exactly what we've been doing. Like we've been we've been going with all the blue hairs and just the little old ladies like Rody Rody's just rolling up and down the aisles charming everybody and it's like, yeah. <laughs> you keep you keep smiling, buddy, and we'll keep shopping and it makes it real easy for me. But the thing I do find this with Rody that's different. Like Oliver I could do I could even fit three stops in sometimes. Rody, I can put him in his car seat and get him out and then when he goes back in there's there's no more stops so it's like uh we go to one one stop one shop and that's it and then we got to go home or or take a, a an hour to get out of the car seat but yeah he doesn't uh he doesn't run errands the same way that that oliver did but he does good for one big grocery shop which is real real nice to get that done during the day i mean i don't do the the shopping that much but one of the things I'm tapped into now because it's in the media, right, is like the prices. And some things are just throwing me way off. Like this one, just this week, um, we needed mail. And Emily's like, I didn't buy the mail. I'm like, why didn't you buy the mail? She's like, oh, it's $7.99 at Loblaws. I'm like, ah, that sounds crazy. Eight bucks for mail? She was at Walmart today. Four bucks. Half price for mail. I'm like... You couldn't, you, you couldn't pay me to go to Walmart. Like that's, but that's like a step even worse for me. Like I, I, 
grocery stores are bad, but Walmart is like, you, you don't want me in there. It's, I get too stressed out. But Emily's like, the prices are amazing. It's insane how cheap it is and comparable to all these other places. Megan and I have started going there, at least for our dry goods. I don't do the, I don't love the produce there, but we get the, you know, the crackers and if we need bags of chips or a box of rice or cereals or it's so just so much cheaper and it just saves us so much money. That used to be my play in Toronto is do the fresh go for the dry goods and then produce and Loblaws. And like, it was always better. Cause you, like, if you, like I would always do it, Caitlin doesn't really like doing the grocery shopping at all. And like just doing it over time, you just, see the difference especially if you're going to two grocery stores as a part of like one trip like yeah you see just like random things are 50 cents a dollar more it's pretty like obviously eye-opening and you just don't understand why well, it makes um, a difference now some things are just getting crazy like peanut butter is yeah. it's through the roof yeah. now potato chips like peanut I, butter. I, I don't know it's crazy yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the other thing I saw? Anyways, yeah, it's the the inflation on the groceries is is definitely. Got to start those backyard gardens. <laughs> Make more sense now than ever. Man, I got to grow up in my bedroom upstairs, Ron. I got I got everything going now. I got things in the ground this weekend. It's looking good. Are you putting the planters back in uh, back in your yard there, Mark? After you carved them out for? Yeah, they're around the side. I built them last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a whole. It's it's limited to the space, but it works. Now, how's the yeah. sunlight? Does it grow uh, grow you some nice tomatoes and peppers back? Yeah, there? yeah. I have to choose the sun in that area, so I put the <laughs> real sun stuff in the sun. The tomatoes get the the best sun because that's obviously there's nothing better than tomatoes in the garden. You can't buy even in the heart of the summer. You can't buy tomatoes that taste as good as your own homegrown tomatoes. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. A tip from. Uh... From our guest coming in hot, grow your own tomatoes. Start them early, folks. Start them early. You got to plant plant those seedlings early. Get some grow lights. Get get these things going. Most of you probably already have cannabis going under some lights anyways. Just throw some tomato seeds at it. Everybody's growing everything nowadays. All right, guys. We're going to throw to our our last commercial break, and then we're going to come back at you with segment three. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. This has been a blast, and I'm so glad you've all chosen to join us. But we've been playing around with tons of ideas, and just challenging ourselves to be creative and have fun. So we've been coming up with some clothing ideas. And we've got our first two collections dropping under the Grass Cutters Social Club label. We've got the Grass Cutters and Everyday Papa Bear. You can check out the collections at our Instagram, Grass Cutters Social Club. Or you can find our store on Etsy. Go to etsy.ca, grasscuttersSC, and you'll see the items we have on offer there. Thanks so much and take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back for our final segment. And today we're going to try something a little different for our entertainment entertainment talk. We we were inspired by Branko's original Get Off My Lawn and sticking it to the superhero movies and the, the 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 regurge of Hollywood just repeating all the classics and and wrecking them so we're we're going to turn back the clocks we're going to go back to the 1990s and we are going to draft we're going to pick the best action movies of the 1990s so we got 10 years to pick from 
we're gonna we're gonna go four by four. So we're each gonna get to pick four times. Our draft order for this draft is gonna be Mark, because he's our guest. He's gotta pick first. And then we got myself coming in hot at number two. Ron's picking three, then Branco's picking four, but the perk of picking last in this type of draft, because we're gonna call it a this is a snake draft, is Branco gets to pick five, and then we go back to Ron, myself, and Mark. And we're gonna we're gonna go through and see we're we're gonna judge. There's gonna be some judgment in this segment, and uh, and and I'm curious, Mark, buddy, who's going number one for our action movies of the 1990s? I mean, first off, I'll just say I had a great time researching for this segment. There's a lot of shitty movies in the 90s that were just <laughs> hilarious to me, but this this you know getting first pick, it was like. I debated this forever because it was so easy and it's like fantasy baseball, like the top tier. There was like two movies that I was choosing between and I wanted to not take the obvious choice, but I'm going to have to take the obvious choice because it's a personal favorite. Obviously too is Terminator two judgment day. Just amazing movie. It's, it's so good. And the special effects. You guys are just sitting on the edge of your seat. I'm going to shut up for a minute and let let Ron and Branko talk about T2. Oh, my God. Just the greatest action movie. I remember being like a seven-year-old watching that movie, like right before the war broke out in my fair Yugoslavia. And like there, obviously, there's quite a few, quite fewer rules for kids and stuff. And I remember going to see that uh movie as a seven-year-old and it just like in like embedded in my head how awesome that movie was and just how big of a star arnold is you know like he's just the biggest most mega star ever and like it, it just holds up man I, i've watched it recently i can't remember it was like a rewatch, and it's just so freaking good yeah um, it holds up for sure and no i no doubter the the mike trout of uh of 90s action movies just like a no doubt or first overall pick yeah it was on my list too that minigun scene where he kicks the desk out of his <laughs> office <laughs> like it's just the most boss i gotta say guys and this is a, a legitimate question is it the best sequel in history? I mean, the step up from one to two is ridiculous like, yeah. like you're talking about like like holding up like the original Terminator, like you could watch it if it was on TV, you could kind of like put it in the background, but you're like glued to the TV with T2. Like the first, the step up is insane between the first and the second one. And the T, is it T2000? The liquid cop who they keep blowing holes in and he, T1000. 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 And he just morphs back together like that tech. Like it was mind blowing to watch him like melt apart. And then just suck back into shape and start chasing, chasing them again. It it was the thing of not nightmares, but you definitely had dreams about, you know, uh, an unkillable melting man chasing you. Oh man! Sure. As a kid too, like Robert Patrick, the actor that plays T one thousand, like was in my fucking dreams. Like he was like, he was the bad man, you know, like. It's like shit when he starts running after that car, which obviously they make fun of in The Simpsons, also, Mark. But when he starts running with those like little claw hands, is so <laughs> yeah. freaky. Holy shit! That's that's awesome. Okay, I I'm coming in number two. Okay. And this this movie's 
from 1993. So we were all eight, nine years old. And the star, unknown at the time, never spoken of before. Because the star was a T-Rex. And I'm going with Jurassic Park. <laughs> I, as a kid... I'm going to be honest, this really this really set off my play on the playground, and I probably spent four years running around and hiding in things that were aluminum that you could smash, and 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 oh, it was just, like, just scene after scene of that movie, you wanted to grab your friends and shake them, right? Like, every time you climbed a chain-link fence, you imagined that that fence could be electrified and shoot you ten feet backwards into a tree, and, like the giant mound of shit from that triceratops that she sticks her arm in and like the brontosaurus eating the leaf out of the girl's hand and then getting chased by the velociraptors. It's just scene after scene after scene of like making childhood memories like come true. Spielberg made them literally come true. So I'm going with uh, the little known star, the Tyrannosaurus Rex and Jurassic Park as my, as my number two pick. Nice choice. Good nice day. choice. Brilliant. Very nice. Man. Yeah, that was on my list too. Yeah, the Velociraptor yeah. scene, yeah. like where they're like chasing the kids inside the kitchen, like that, that like sticks out in my mind as like a, like the scariest thing imaginable, I guess. Also, the Samuel L. Jackson role in that movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like Newman's yeah, in way, it. Way night, in it. It's yeah. just the Wallace assistant dad. <laughs> <laughs> what is what does Wayne Knight say when they're like having that meal? He's like, anybody, anybody? Oh, what is he? Oh God! There's like a meme about it where he's like, it's like, see, nobody cares. Like, oh, anyways, I'm 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 butchering this. Let's move on. Who's Wayne, which character was Wayne Knight? Who's who's that one? He, he's he's Newman. He's the guy with the glasses. He's the guy that steals the embryos. Yes. Okay, Newman. You should have used his real name. <laughs> I was like, wow, I get like yeah, good call, Branko. Knowing Newman's real name, but also referring to him as Newman, which is not his character in Jurassic Park, but his character in Seinfeld is <laughs> a deep dive that I just love. <laughs> We're gonna have one of these one of these podcast episodes and all three segments are gonna be dedicated to Seinfeld. It's just gonna take a little while. Amazing. Oh, sign me up for that. For sure. Uh, Ronnie, baby, all right. who you got coming in at three? I'm up. You're up, buddy. Okay. The, I don't know if I'm reaching. This might be a bit of a reach. It's perhaps a bit deep here. But I'm going with Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. The Fugitive. But you're going to put it's that as like the third best action movie of the 90s in this draft right now? <laughs> You know, I had to I, I had to reflect on how I watched these movies growing up. And I don't know about you guys, but like uh like we'd have like some family movie nights or whatever, and my parents would always get a movie, of course, after the kids go to bed. And sometimes they'd let us watch it the next day, sometimes not. And my folks let my brother and I watch the Fugitive. <laughs> They fast forwarded through the part where his wife is brutally murdered at the start. Yeah. And then we just watched it from there on, which was a little confusing. I didn't know what happened, but yeah. Cause they're chasing a one-armed man. You don't know why the rest of the movie. I mean, when Kimbo's like, I didn't kill my wife. And then Tommy Lee Jones is like, I don't care. 
<laughs> You're just sitting there all confused. I don't know what they're talking about. No, no, yeah, good movie, but like it's just so good, man. Like I'm looking at this list of movies here, and I'm like, wow. You're you're right, Mark, because oh yeah, it's not in my top thirty. I think Ron's made a horrible. Wow. Maybe maybe based off nostalgia. Maybe based off based off nostalgia. Wow, it was in my top ten for sure. Thank you, Brent. Yeah, that's also one of those movies, Ron. And I don't know if you guys have the same experience where like the syndication of that movie for whatever reason was always on cable. I swear to God, I've caught parts of that movie like a, a million yeah, goddamn times. Well, you watch it Just like, from like watching it. It's literally like that or, or yeah. uh, the <laughs> counterpart to that movie, which is U.S. Marshals. It's literally on every weekend. Uh, yeah. like, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say that or Shawshank. One of the three. Mark, is, on Mark, is U.S. Marshals the same premise, but yeah. it's Wesley Snipes yeah. and he's a cop and he gets into the tangle in the same yeah. thing? That's pretty exact much the exact same, same premise. Same. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that is some funny ass shit. Okay. All right, should, we, should, I, should I do my back-to-backs here? No, I think break it. Do one at a time because I want to bust your balls about whichever True. one you pick. Okay, first. okay. <laughs> okay, well, my... Uh, <clears throat> sorry. My first one will be The Matrix. Uh, I just the reason I picked The Matrix is just how how like much of like a sort of a a sensational movie it was at the time. Like because it it didn't come out with much fanfare, but like the I just remember going to the theaters and it was like I'd never been to the theaters with that many people were like so excited and losing their shit and watching a movie and that scene where he dodges the bullets or whatever with that effect was like, so like, like there, there'd been nothing like that out of the time. And then also the, you know, the, the premise of the, the movie itself is like, so kind of like a mind, mind bending thing. So I would say that's probably my, like in this position, I would choose matrix. That was my contender. I just, to I've watched it so many that times. Was, that was what I had in the upper tier. Yeah. Yeah. And then also like, also like we know the other two that they released or however many they released after were not that great, but the first one really stands out as just like an amazing movie. And I think like pretty much after that, Keanu Reeves is like about the surest thing. Um, like he's just made so many movies, like the John Wick movie. Came a long way from. He's done a bunch of stuff after that. Bogus journey, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't know if you guys like like saw Matrix in the theaters, but I remember seeing kind of at the end of its or closer to the end of its run at the theaters, and I was just still just as amazed, and the crowd was still just as jammed. Uh, but it was like a good watch, anyways. No, oh, I love. That's my choice. I don't know how how you guys feel. I love about it. that pick. Uh, to be honest, I thought that was the number one, but Jurassic Park obviously had had my heart, so I was I was going with that no matter what. But yeah, I had Matrix, Terminator, and Jurassic Park level the three of them. So that doesn't uh, that doesn't okay. surprise me. That's a pretty that's a chalk pick, Branco. But uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I will lead into my next pick, keeping the theme of the lead actor the same and I'm going to choose speed. Uh, speed oh is my a... <laughs> I love it. Speed is a movie I watched with my brother so oh, many times shit. and like I know every bit of that movie and it's just fucking like the concept is amazing. It's Keanu Reeves. There's a bunch of random things I like in that movie like random lines that I love and yeah I mean just 
an amazing action movie. Like, I mean, the bus that couldn't slow down. Like, I, I just, love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, it, man. I love uh, it. Speed, like Sandra Bullock, an absolute rocket. Yeah, peak, yeah. peak hotness. No yeah. doubt. Yeah, just peak Sandra Bullock. And then uh, Greg Daniels is in it. Dennis Hopper's in it. Yeah, Dennis Hopper. What's the guy? The Cam uh, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is in it. He's like one of the passengers. Oh, yeah. There's just a bunch of funny shit. Uh, the guy from Terminator Two is in it. Uh, the 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 black guy oh, yeah. who like does the he invents the like the program that he has that oh, weird breathing yeah. scene. Too. That guy is also in another man. This guy, th- I oh, just have another yeah. movie on my list that yeah. he's in. That guy was a '90s actor. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I thought and 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 at Speed is another one of those because like when I came to Canada, there was like so many more channels in Canada. I remember that it was another movie like I immigrated in 90, 1994 and that's it when was. the movie came out and it was just like after after like the the theater run all it was on tv all the time and it's one of those movies that's so rewatchable like you'll just pop in and like just watch it great movie i i i i, I surely hope that there's no risk to this being on anybody's list but we were talking about t1 to t2 how about epic declines in speed to speed to cruise control? Yeah. Oh my god, That's, that movie was that can't be on anybody's list, but epically bad compared to the original speed. I do love the original. Is that with speed J- is that with Jason Patrick <laughs> or something? Like well, yeah, that? it's What's not even Keanu Reeves. This replaced his yeah. ass, and then they put uh, oh William Defoe is the bad guy in that one. He's like the, the guy who wears the shit on his arm and just can control the whole cruise ship from his arm. It's like, come on, get the fuck out. It's, it's too bad Hollywood just can't leave it alone. Sometimes they can't help themselves. No, those are those are good picks. I I'm wondering what your next Keanu pick is going to be, Branko, when we come back around to you. There's there's going to be a couple of Keanu yeah. ones there for you. <laughs> They're dangling, Ronnie baby. All right, Ronnie baby. Let's let's hear your next All right. one. What you got? Uh, my next. So you we've covered off a lot of my list. I'm already pretty deep in my list here, but. I'm going to go with a Nicolas Cage, Sean Connery, and The Rock. Oh, great yeah. pick. Yes. Great pick. Oh, great movie. Yes, Another great. cable classic. Thousands of times a year on TV. Oh, Japan. God. So good, Ronnie. So good. Vanessa Marcel is in it. Guy picks The Fugitive <laughs> over The Rock. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> Personal touch. <laughs> great movie great pick Ron. great pick really i've totally redeemed myself that's what i'm hearing yeah the i i'll oh, yeah. say oh, i'll yeah. say that car chase scene is one of the most memorable car chases in my young when he's driving the the yellow ferrari through san francisco like up and down those hills i wanted to go to san francisco just to see if they were as steep and as like crazy as that scene made it look right the runaway trolley the yellow ferrari the motorcycle it was a great chase scene before they even got on the rock and just this mysterious sean connery character like mystical guy who could escape anything like it's just a great story yeah and alcatraz man like i never really knew much about alcatraz until i saw that movie and then like 
like you hear about all these stories about it and it is really cool when you like if you've been to san francisco and you see it out there it's like it kind of has an aura about it you know so like that all played into the the movie and that was like peak nicholas cage i think he did that and like gone in 60 seconds in succession is i love it legit. i love it i'm gonna i'm coming in with uh oh man i'm waffling i got two on my mind i think one's gonna get back to me I'm going to I'm going to go with another Arnold movie because he's I got to have one of his on my list and I don't know if it's going to make it back. So I'm going with the classic True Lies. Oh, so good. <laughs> because so Tom good. Arnold and Arnold Schwarzenegger as like the buddy couple is fantastic. Jamie Lee Curtis as this clueless mom stripper <laughs> is just a ridiculous part of the storyline. Tia Carrera? Yeah. Like like peak Tia Carrera. <laughs> oh, flying God. flying an F sixteen fighter jet up to a building to just annihilate terrorists. The terrorists res- <laughs> rescue his 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 daughter had to jump on to the front of the fighter jet. The storyline for him is... to get her. Oh yeah, Eliza Dushku, she's also like that is a great a big deal. But, yeah. Great oh movie. man. So yeah, true lies. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton in that movie too. Yeah, oh. Bill Paxton's so good. The the, the sleazy, sleazy Carl salesman. Is it like CTV has like a show? now called like it's like based off of true lies the movie but it's like a never tv show yes yeah 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 yes i couldn't i mean i couldn't bring myself to do it it's not starring arnold schwarzenegger but yeah good concept though right i mean like it's no it's gonna play itself out though all right mark buddy you got back-to-backs so hit us with your first one because this is oh back-to-backs great great um yeah, man, I loved I You know what I did love? Just a general comment in looking at these movies is that there was this stack of like four or five actors that just repeated themselves in great action movies through the 90s. I'm sure that happens through every decade, but it was a lot of nostalgia looking at this stuff. So, um, yeah, I I mean, this one is a, is a huge, huge favorite of mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go with Goldeneye because I love that, Ooh. that James Bond movie, Goldeneye. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Damn. I, that's really good, Mark. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Goldeneye is my favorite of the James Bond franchise. So when I saw that it was in the nineties, it definitely jumped to the I top. I mean, Pierce list. Brosnan isn't my favorite Bond, but that is a great bond movie That's and also the video game i'm sure that plays in a lot of your choice too mark like you're you're a big gamer guy right like you're a big golden eye guy i'm sure that had like a big influence on you growing up you took the words right out of my mouth man the, like golden eye for n64 was such a great game Revolution. all like the characters that they had like odd job and stuff it was like it's just so such a great movie and and translated to an amazing N64 game. <laughs> All right. Was that was that the first first person shooter? Was that the first one of its kind? Yeah. yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. I was awful at it. I just literally would get nuked in the first ten seconds of that video game all the time. Everybody had somebody in their life that said that they were the best at that game. I've known, like, I've been around a few circles of friends, and every circle that I've been in. <laughs> 
as a guy that claims they're the best of that video. Definitely, game. we used to have I'm not one of them, and but... Connor and I used to be on a team and we used to own everybody. I don't think we ever lost. <laughs> Never played against me. Oh, That's okay. probably why. <laughs> no, probably. No, it wasn't very good. I was better at the campaign. Doing the there campaign we go. Quickly. Talking, talking shit. Talking shit and laying down the gauntlet. All right, buddy. What's your second one before the turn here? Um, yeah, I, I got a, I got the turn here. Um, this one, okay, this one's up for debate. So I'm not entirely sure if this is an action movie, but I'll throw it out there because it's it's a great movie and it was on my list up high. Is uh, Mark's gonna say Beverly Hills Ninja right now? <laughs> I wish. Oh great movie. Mark, Mark, before you say it, I just wanted we were I just wanted to put this as a caveat made me laugh. When we were like talking about like like how big of the range we wanted to do. Uh we were talking about doing like, you know, much larger range and then we brought it down and then I was like thinking about the nineties. I was like, what movie came out in two thousand that was an action movie? And some of the titles had me cracking up, and one of them was Shanghai Noon with Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan. And I just about like fell off my seat laughing at the notion of that movie. <laughs> Anyways, you can go. No, I mean, sorry. I don't think anybody's going to debate that this isn't a great movie. It's just a question mark of whether it fits in the action category. So happy to to have that debated. <laughs> but I had Fight Club up there it's on my list oh it's it's high on my list is that a is that an action movie i mean i thought it was so i put it there but yeah 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 it's it's good i I wouldn't say it's like traditionally an action movie but yeah like it's i think so i think yeah there's explosions and plot twists and fight scenes yeah there's fighting in it too i had it on my list mark and and to be honest i was gonna maybe take it with my last pick but uh but yeah, that's that's definitely a good one for sure, for sure. All right, guys, I'm gonna, I, I needed a, a Bruce Willis one in my in my arsenal to go with Arnold and the T Rex, and I'm a big sci-fi guy, so I'm going with the Fifth Element. It's got all the corny things. Oh man, you need and and, and I just that you want in an action movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I might have an affinity for redheads now after watching that movie a few dozen times, but, uh, I would say the fifth element, like it really like the aliens, the guns, the, the, like Chris Tucker as that host is just ridiculous on the, on the ship. It's the best role he's ever had better than rush hour, better than anything else. Uh, oh yeah. Better than Friday. eh? Wow. (laughs) Or next Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was really... I watched it... I must have watched it a couple weeks ago, and I thought it still stood up. Like, it's it's great. I, I love The Fifth Element. It's one of my absolute favorites. I don't know if you guys have the same uh, affection for it, but... Yeah, big fan of that movie. I love sci-fi, obviously, Ryan. We've talked about that a bunch, but that's a that's a great... Uh, great call, but not the the Bruce Willis movie I thought you would pick for an action I'm, movie. To be I know, but uh, to be honest, and I'm I might stomp on somebody here. I, Die Hard's from '88, so that's too old. And then Die Hard Two, I did not think was the sequel that uh, 
uh, that that franchise deserved. It, yeah. uh, Is that the one at the airport? Sort of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a good movie. Come on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah that's they, a good, it is a good movie. It's good, but it's not. It's not coming. No, it's definitely on my list. It's on his list, but I, I mean, I don't think I, I've got the diehards on my list. I, I mean, they're <laughs> down a bit here, but I mean, geez, definitely Die Hard two. Die Hard three is good too, man. Are you kidding me? Die Hard with a vengeance. <laughs> Yeah, they got so Samuel in there and not a With with a vengeance, yeah, I'll give it to you. With a vengeance is good, but I I love the sci-fi. Okay. I love Fifth Element, the the space, the aliens, the sh- the floating taxi. I thought I agree. I thought when you said Bruce, it was going to be a diehard, but uh, yeah, way to throw us for a curveball. There you go, boys. Ronnie, baby, what you got coming in for us? I'm going to go back to another Nicolas Cage, a kind of co-lead role he had with John Travolta. Face off. <laughs> I love that movie. So good. That movie was just so wild. Absolutely. The ride—it's ridiculous. Oh, you just—it's Cage. I told. I, I feel like I. It's great. Yeah, did I tell you about that, Ron? Where there's that episode of How Did This Get Made? Like it's a podcast about like ridiculous movies, and that episode like makes me cry of laughter. Like them dissecting how ridiculous that movie is. I, I oh, got it. Wow. They're like trading faces. Yeah, they're like they're like trading. They're faces. like in the first five minutes, a baby <laughs> gets shot. Like in that movie, like his, his like what is it? John Travolta's kid gets killed in like the first five Jesus. minutes. The guy can't like the host can't like just can't help himself. He's like, there's a baby that gets shot. Anyways. Um, uh, have a listen if you ever get a chance. I gotta say, the acting in that movie is this is gonna sound stupid, but I think it's great because Cage is known for those insane mannerisms, and Travolta had to like once they switched faces and Travolta had to act like Nicolas Cage, he had to start doing all of those ridiculous mannerisms that Cage is known for, and it he was like, it and he pulled it off. It, it's a great movie. It's a really good pick. Um, I I love it. I I've got those some of those Nick Cage movies sort of all together in a glut in the middle. So you really could have picked any one of <laughs> any one of a half dozen of those and would have been correct. <laughs> Franks, buddy, you got another. Is it me? You got another back to back, man, and yeah, then you're, you're done. On the turn. You gotta, oh you get shit! To sit back. You oh, got to round it out. Yeah, I got to round it out. I was gonna. I was thinking about another Keanu movie, but I'll let it slide to somebody else. <laughs> uh, but uh, my, I wanted to get uh, a, an Arnold in there, so I'm going to choose Total Recall, uh, which is like kind of like a freaky movie. Mm. It's kind of early days of like sci-fi. Like there's that like guy with the baby inside of him and the woman with like the multiple boobs like it's like really kind of kooky but um just like yeah i mean i think it's like a really good action movie but it's also sort of like a sci-fi movie uh and i just needed to get some some schwarzenegger in my list so that's my pick for for so we're you're picking the the og 90s total recall not to be confused yes not not the one with colin thousands remake total recall that was a bust yeah uh and i don't know for my last pick it's hard but i'm 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 torn between this actor's 
he he's obviously uh, an action star of the 90s very much so I just can't decide which one but I'm going to choose Cliffhanger with Sly Stallone nice uh, I just <laughs> yes the, the notion yes. of that movie was between that and Demolition Man and I had to choose Cliffhanger and I just remember it for just oh. how fucking stupid it is but just how amazing it is and literally so just great movie. <laughs> just literally has to climb up a mountain lets his buddy's wife die on a friggin high expedition and then a plane lands on a mountain and anyways it's just absurd but it's just peak peak like uh stallone being like a mega star stallone basically. had to make it yeah that, had to make that's it. the yeah. pick of the draft so that's movie. that i can't believe i didn't think of that movie i love that movie it's so good <laughs> It's so stupid. It's so good. But just yeah. the way he takes Cliff down all the baby. guys, like one by one. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows the mountain better than Stallone, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's a fourth. Yeah, he, he's he's like a he's like a ranger. And then that woman dies on his watch because him and his buddy take this woman out. Or Is there a carabiner clip? Like, uh, like, it's like, come on, man. They're like traversing across, like, oh, and then she, his glove falls off as she's saying, Oh, that man, that scene was so yeah, she like, but she like literally is like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't like climbing. So they take her up to the most complicated mountain you've ever climbed on where they have to friggin' belay her across this rappel across like a line. Like, come on, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, no, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And then suddenly there's like an accident on the mountain and they call him up. Like, God, Stallone, baby, Stallone. I love it. That's great. Anyways, that, that's it. That's it for me. Isn't the guy from, uh, isn't the guy from, um, oh, what's the, the actor, the bad guy is from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Is that the same guy? Lithgow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. John, John Lithgow. John Lithgow. He, he he's a good villain. He he know he man villains don't come much better than him. He nails it. Yeah, he is a good villain, and he seems to be a bad guy often. He's often a bad guy. Um, Ronnie, baby, it's you, man. Okay, I might catch a little flack for this, but I can't let this draft end without this actor having at least one movie on here. I'm going with Chef Ryback under siege, Steven Seagal. Oh my goodness. Oh, so nice. Funny. OG so under nice. siege, the first under, one. The OG. Not, one. not to be confused with under siege to dark territory. The first <laughs> under siege. Which Very again, easy. we can have a huge debate over the sequel situation there. <laughs> under siege 2 is on the train, right, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, it's the train. And number one has to, like a younger Tommy oh, Lee yeah. Jones, and he's like that rock star, like yeah. bad guy, domestic terrorist. Oh, yeah. Number one also has Erica Eleniak, that hot like blonde babe from the nineties. Gary Busey flips sides. FYI, that, I like that one. No flack for that one, Ron. That one's great. Thank that you. was way up there on my. I gotta say, these last picks, like, because we're keeping it so short, these last picks are tough because there's three or four that you just you don't want to leave off your list. Um, for me, uh, for me, I gotta, I gotta take this actor too, because he can't be not on the list and I'm going sci-fi again. 
And I'm going with Independence Day because Will Smith has to have a spot on this list. And the idea that the world is under attack from aliens and the president has decreed Mm. that every regular Joe with a pilot's license needs to fly a fighter jet to kill aliens (laughs) is just an unbelievable premise including uh that canadian actor who went off his rocket he's got a brother the, the, from it's from a family oh, i don't know his name but yes no. you're right like he was so key cousin eddie cousin eddie from well, that's uh, that's in the yeah yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah cousin eddie and, yeah. oh randy quaid <laughs> quaid Cousin Eddie. Hey, he did not show up in the list of actors. Oh, Randy Quaid. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Quaid's brother. I assume. Yeah, yeah, it's his brother. Yeah, yeah, that was like a mega blockbuster when that movie came. Oh my out. goodness! Yeah, Independence Day is fantastic, and when Will Smith punches an alien in the face to knock it out, like it, it's just fantastic. That's. Great, pure great, action. Great pick, Just Ryan. That's yeah. That's yeah love that movie. Also, a movie you can watch anytime on any cable network on any weekend because they play that a lot. That's right. All right, Mark. All right, no pressure, buddy. You had the first, and you get the last. So, oh, uh, this one's tough for me because I was hoping that uh, again, I'm in the same mode, right? I'm looking at the actors in these movies and I want to give some recognition to two actors that didn't make the list. Now I have to pick between them, but personal favorite. If my brother's listening to the podcast, he's going to love that. I picked this one (laughs) instead, but I'm going to give some recognition to my man, Wesley Snipes and go with passenger 57, which I absolutely love. Whoa. (laughs) Wow, that is off the map. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, come on, really? Yeah, I I don't know if I've ever oh, seen Oh man, I used to movie. love that movie as a kid. You think I was going to go with like Blade or something like that for Wesley Snipes? I thought, yeah, I thought you were going there. Nah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. Mark, I thought you were going with Money Train. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to give Wesley some, some shout outs there, but my, my debate there was also because there's a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies in the 90s oh that were like so great. Yeah, I can't we passed over. <laughs> he was he was off. I thought list. if all my good ones got taken, I would have I would have just said as a gag double team. Because I've seen that movie so many times with with my with our friend Teddy at his cottage that I just love how ridiculous it is. And it also has what's that guy's name? He was in the wrestler. Oh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke oh, is the best. So guy. many good ones, man. Hard target, double impact. Come on, man. <laughs> sun death. Oh, sun death. Terror comes with overtime. I'm pretty sure that that was the slogan of the movie. That's such a good slogan. That's unbelievable. Does he have to like play goalie in a hockey game or something like that? Isn't that part of the movie? I, I don't. I don't know. I'm sure he gets on the ice at some point. Oh, I can't remember. God. But uh, Van Dam was left off. Jackie Chan was left off. Tom Cruise was left off. Yeah. I'm. I'm. You can't fit them all, but uh, I feel yeah, like Mission list... Impossible, the original one. Yeah, the yeah. OG was in the yeah. '90s. Yeah. I think that might have been my next one. If... All right, guys, we should we should start buttoning this up. So, ranks, can you do? Are you ready for a get off my lawn? You can, you 
got this. Oh, it'll be a quick one for scene. sure. But I, I, yeah, it'll be a quick one. I feel like lots of people agree with th this sort of uh, attitude on the roads. But I was telling you guys how during our last meeting, like I just got into a, basically like a standstill on the highway or not a standstill, but a very significant slowdown. And I was like, what's going on? There's never, there's never traffic at this like part of the, the highway. Like I've never seen it. I don't know what's going on here. And sure enough, look down the road a little bit after I make the bend and there's like some police cherries on. And, and of course people have to see what's going on. There's nothing slowing down the traffic. Once I got to the point where the accident happened, it wasn't even really an accident. They were just like towing a car that had pulled off the side. So the cop was just there to friggin' make sure there's nothing, you know, no accidents happen sort of thing. They just wanted to do it safely. And man, everybody has to have a look at what's going on. I just don't get the fascination. They should just put up some big blinders for people. Like there's gotta be a way around it. And it just drove me insane. I was just like, well, why do you have to look like what? And sure enough, when we got closer, I had to look too, because at that point I'm already slowed down. So maybe I'm just as big of a problem as it is, but man, rubberneckers, like what the hell? Like, do you have to see what's going on and why this person is in a, is in sort of like a, in a pinch to slow everybody else down when the road is wide open, just, Come on, man. Get off my lawn. As long as there's been cars, there's been rubberneckers, eh? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, God. They just want to... Does it bring you any pleasure when, like, a rubbernecker then rear-ends somebody because they're Oh, my God. It just gets so much worse, eh? Yeah. I mean, they kind of deserve it. I, but, I mean, that's... that's... They deserve it, but it's like sort of part and parcel of the problem. It's just they're, 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 it's more dangerous than just driving at a nominal speed. But, you know, they got to have a look, I guess. I don't know. God dang it. I can't remember. I can't remember distinctly any occasion where I've gotten up to the scene and I've really actually thought that I wanted to see that. You know what I mean? Like, it's either nothing. You're either looking at nothing or you're looking at something that you know is a strategy. A, a, a tragedy and it's awful and you wish you could just block that out of your consciousness right so yeah i you put your head down and you just get back to driving because it's either going to be awful or it's going to be nothing so no i agree with you man there's nothing there for you just keep it keep it moving you know like there's nothing there that you want to see anyway so anyways that was that was just uh yeah do society the the bigger favor and keep the speed on the highway Right. I mean, like, there's no point on looking. Just keep going. It's fine. Carry on. I don't get it. What are they? What are they looking at? Carry oh, on, just... like us right now, because because this this pod is going so long. We're rubbernecking right now. So, boys, we're cutting it off. Yeah. What an episode! Awesome job, Mark. Thank you for joining us. You were awesome, man. Ron, Franks, as usual, just the best. Yeah. Should do yeah. this again sometime. What do you guys think, guys? Can't wait. Till next time. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, boys. You're welcome, Mark. Take care now. Thanks so much for sticking around with us, guys. We know this has been a long episode, but we're going to end this one a little differently today. Instead of our outro, we'd like to pay tribute to Gordon Lightfoot, an incredible Canadian artist and musician, somebody that we really respected. Now, we can't play any of his music. We just can't afford it. But what we'd like to do 
is 10 seconds of silence. And in that silence to end our episode, click one of the links we provided to listen to one of his fantastic songs. Thank you so much for joining us and take care everyone.